a record-setting 1.1 billion people watched last summer. It's a sellout at the Parc des Princes. Superstars everywhere you look. France and the, the FIFA USA Women's World Cup in France last July. The soccer tournament marked a peak in popularity for the women's game and a peak in the fight for gender equity. But as the world's Bianca Hillier reports, the pandemic is putting both of those achievements at risk. Calls for equal pay reverberated through the World Cup stadium in Paris last summer and the streets of New York City. As women's soccer was drawing more and more fans, the players were stepping up their fight against gender discrimination in the sport. But just a year later, the game's visibility and its journey toward equity has been stopped in its tracks. Up until coronavirus, we saw that the game was absolutely exploding. That's Amanda Vandervoort, the chief women's football officer at FIFPRO, the World Players Union for Professional Soccer Players. Without games and tournaments, many of the factors contributing to the rise of women's soccer and the athletes' fight for equality have dissipated. Sometimes, you know, you have to be really brutally honest about what is going on in, in the game. In a recent report examining COVID-19's impact on professional women's soccer, FIFPRO said the pandemic could present an almost existential threat to the women's game. One reason? According to FIFPRO, 47% of female players don't have a contract with their clubs. Only 8% of male players face the same reality, according to a 2016 FIFPRO report. A lack of contract means a lack of protection. The downstream implications of that at a moment like coronavirus means that they might not be getting the support that they need or have contractual status that might prove absolutely critical when we're talking about labor negotiations and we're talking about people keeping their jobs. Sarah Gregorius is a two-time Olympian who represented New Zealand in three World Cups. That's a great ball, Gregorius! New Zealand! She's now retired from professional soccer and works for FIFPRO as a policy and strategy officer. Gregorius pointed to another way the pandemic could disrupt the growth of women's soccer. The visibility that players get on world stages like the Olympics and World Cups, she said, is a pathway to sustainable employment, like getting picked up by a different team or getting a better sponsorship deal. There is a bit of a worry, I think, that without those major events, if they keep getting postponed, if they keep getting pushed back, that football, women's football maybe falls a little bit off the pedestal that it's worked so hard to, to fight for. The unique impact that the coronavirus is having on women's teams can already be seen. In Colombia, the soccer club Independiente Santa Fe suspended its women's team, while its men's team is staying on staff. Notably, that club's women's team is ranked higher than the men's team in their respective groups. After last year's World Cup, FIFA announced it was investing $1 billion in the women's game. They say that's still the plan, but even a billion dollars might not be enough. To be quite blunt, the sports industry in general, without sport being played, is hemorrhaging money. Gregoria says, on the whole, men's teams are losing more money than women's teams right now because their overall ad revenue was higher to begin with. So resources are being poured into preparing men's teams to resume playing as soon as possible. And then the women, they get, I guess, a little bit shafted, and that's what we're trying to fight against. Former Football Association director Dame Heather Rabbits says when you look at the numbers, it actually makes a lot of sense to prioritize getting women's teams back on television before men's teams. 
Women's games, she says, could be a more appealing option for advertisers who are facing tighter budgets. If you are a media platform, a broadcaster or a sponsor, women's sport is still commanding way less premiums than their male counterparts. Dame Rabbits also says she sees women's ticket sales increasing post-pandemic due to the game's appeal to family values. There's a real sense of the passion and professionalism of women's football without the same tribalism that we have in some of the men's game. And therefore, it has proven to be very attractive to families. Dame Rabbits and FIFPRO agree that even if the resources aren't there right now, it's important to keep women's soccer in the headlines, to safeguard the momentum that athletes and advocates worked for years to build. Because despite the lack of games, the goal remains the same. Lovely run, great goal! Brilliant goal! For The World, I'm Bianca Hillier.